Hey, 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 y'all. Scorpion November here. Happy 2021. (laughs) Y'all, we made it. We made it out of 2020. And I am so grateful and thankful for it. And I hope you are as well. I hope you are happy this 2021. And I hope that you are working towards some things that maybe you didn't quite get to in 2020. And that is the point of this episode. This is the first official episode of 2021 of Smart Mouth Scorpio podcast. And it's a two part episode, part one and part two. All that trauma. Yes, we're talking about trauma this two part episode, because I think it's only right that we tackle the root of some of our issues or our problems or some of the things that are holding us some of us back. I think it's time that we get honest with ourselves and do the work. And so I want to do my part and help us do the work, help us heal, help us grow, help us meet some of those goals and things of that nature. Help us prosper. Help us make it to happy all the time. Yeah, I know happiness is a choice and we can choose to be happy. I choose to be happy, but I choose to be well at the same time. Do you know what I mean? How can you truly be happy if you're not well within? Do you know what I mean? So let's do the work. And that is what we're going to do this two-part episode. We're going to talk about it. However, before we get into this two-part episode, I wanted to ask you to do a few things. I have a request of you. You know, you I'm sure you heard the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. Ask and ye shall re- receive. Well, I'm opening my mouth and I'm asking you to support the podcast. And the way in which I want you to support the podcast is by leaving a positive review and rating of this podcast to share this podcast, either via email, social media, word of mouth, heck, do all three (laughs) and to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to me on right now. I would appreciate that. Also, you can visit the website scorpionnovember.com to see what I'm up to and new things that are coming. I appreciate your support. I know this sounds like a commercial, but I really do. And I wanted to get that out of the way. Now, back to this two part episode. I have someone pretty special for these two part ep- for this two part episode. And I hope you enjoy Latrice as much as I did. I hope you learned something. And if you learned something or want to contribute something that we may didn't t- that we may not have touched on this episode, please put it below the um what is it? The post <laughs> for this episode on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you saw the post the listing for this episode. Now let's get into this two-part episode, All That Trauma of Smart Mouth Scorpio Podcast. All right, you all, I have a guest on deck for you this episode. I am thrilled to have her on this episode. A little background, just a, just a teeny little bit, teeny little bit. Okay, a few weeks ago, I won tickets to a pod fest, right? Never heard of Afros and Audio. Never. But I saw it on Facebook and it was a contest. And I was like, me, me, you know how you raise your hand when you're a little kid because you really want something really bad and you've never had it before, but you're raising your hand. That was me. (laughs) And I won the tickets. Well, that very weekend, 
was Afros and Audios Podfest. Virtually, mind you, virtually. This was not in person. And I had the most amazing time. But I was scared as crap because I didn't know what I was walking into. I had never been to a pod festival before, let alone a virtual one. And one of the first faces that I saw on my computer screen was this person. I'm telling you, she has the most calming, beautiful face framed by beautiful locks. <laughs> so I was like, who is that? And then she got to talking and she had this calm voice and she was just like, she was the shit, basically. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like her. And the information and how vulnerable and transparent she was, straightforward she was. I was like, I like her. And so here we are a few weeks later, and she has agreed to come on the podcast and to talk about trauma with us. Yes, trauma. You guys know that I like to talk about things that impact black life and black culture. And so I think a lot of times we have, we deal with a lot of trauma that we don't necessarily talk about or know how to deal with, or even know where it comes from. And sometimes we don't even recognize that it's trauma. We just think it's just something that we're dealing with and that we just need to get over. We're told to get over it, so on and so forth. But anyway, like I said, I'm not going to ramble on too much. I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you how awesome she is herself (laughs) (laughs) you are so sweet I feel like I have to now I have to live up to all of the expectations that you just set for me girl I don't know girl I'm just all I could do is be who I is and we'll see uh what happens so hi everybody my name is Latrice Sampson Richards I am a mental and emotional wellness creative, licensed professional counselor, and certified life enhancement coach. And I teach Black women the skills that we need in order to heal and manifest. And I do so by sharing my journey in hopes that it'll help you along your own. And um, I have a podcast called Unicorns Talk Podcast. And uh, it's a weekly girl talk about Black women, our healing and manifestation. And, you know, that's kind of my thing. That's what I do. I, I believe my purpose in this life is to help my people heal. And I believe that um, it starts with the healing of black women because we are the backbone of the community. And so as we heal, then we heal our men, we heal our children, we heal our communities. And so um, I'm just, you know, in pursuit of that and using my creative gifts um, to, to manifest that purpose. So thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. And there's nothing to live up to. I think that's just authentically who you are naturally, who you are. I don't get any airs of put on from you at all. I don't get that. Yeah, I try not. I tell people, (laughs) you know, I, I don't really know how to be nobody else. You know, like it with me, it really is like what you see is what you get, you know, for the most part. And, you know, I just, I'm okay with who I am. I'm not perfect, but I'm okay with who I am. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I'm okay with who I am. And I'm, if, if you're not okay with it, I'm okay with that too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just, I appreciate that people appreciate me for, for being who I am. You know, that's a, it's a beautiful feeling. I guess to be seen for who you are, just who you are and to be accepted for that and not feeling like you have to do any more than that. I think that is the goal that most people have. I know that's the goal that I had as I was growing up and it wasn't always that way for me. I didn't always feel comfortable in my own skin and I had to learn to be that way and be like, this is just who I am. And I love these parts of me and the parts that I don't necessarily like that's for me to work on for me and not for anybody else. And I had to get to that point. I think you grow into that. And I'm happy at this point now <laughs> to be who I am. I'm just happy. And I'm getting happier and happier every day. I, although I know that happiness is a choice. I'm choosing to be happy and to accept myself for who I am and what I don't like. I'm actively. Yeah. And that's really at the end of the day, like that's the name of the game. You know, that's that's what it's all about. One of the things that I'm realizing in my own journey, like as I embark upon my own journey, is that, you know, who I thought I was may not necessarily be who I'll continue to be. And that's okay. And and not only is it okay, but it's it's necessary to be able to grow in that way, to be able to, you know, as I learn new things about myself and explore new areas about myself, you know, being willing and able to accept the reality that those things are true for me, you know, um, and allowing allowing those things to be true for me, allowing you know, myself to change my mind about who I am or to change my mind or my perspective on a situation or an experience that I had. You know, I think that's, you know, just very pertinent to our conversation that we're going to be having today about trauma, because healing from trauma requires that willingness to change your perspective on something, because the way you see it is the thing that's holding you back, you know. I'm glad you said that. You have the right, people have the right to change their mind. That is our innate right as humans to be able to change, to change our mind and to be, and other people have to allow space for that. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's okay. And I think sometimes we feel stuck because We don't want to deal with the backlash of what other people will say or what they think. And ultimately, no one else can live our life but us. (laughs) Absolutely. I think not only do you have the, the right to change your mind, but I think it's your responsibility as well. Um, You know, when you learn new information, whenever new information is brought into the mix, then you have a responsibility to utilize that new information, right? Mm -hmm. And so if that means changing your perspective or changing the way that you see something, like you have a responsibility to do that. That's the whole point of gaining that new information. You know, knowing better and not doing better or knowing differently and not doing differently, that's that's an intentional decision that someone is making, you know, myself included, girl, look, I'm, I'm working very hard on this myself in my own life, you know, looking at the different types of traumas that I've experienced. And even though my traumas 
are not as gruesome as some other people's traumas. They were traumatic for me. And so that's all that matters. And so, you know, looking over my traumas and the traumas that I've experienced over the course of my life and allowing myself to be able to change my mind about the way that I saw those things, because when I first experienced them, I was in a different place and I didn't have the skills and information that I needed in order to be able to process those things. And now I do. And so because I'm in a different place, because I have different information, I have a responsibility to myself to change my mind or change my perspective about what it is that, you know, how, how I saw or experienced that thing. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and you put it much better than I ever could. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get too deep, into our conversation on trauma I kind of wanted to do because it was getting good and I almost lost forgot what I was supposed to do I was like well you got to bring it back because I was going to dive deep I, I got some questions for you <laughs> okay all right, all right. <laughs> okay but I wanted to do an icebreaker and this is just meant to be a little fun not too heavy um if you could if you were commissioned to do a black Mount Rushmore. <laughs> what four people would you put on your Mount Rushmore? Wow. Okay. I I don't know what I was expecting, but I definitely wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, okay. So a black Mount Rushmore. Well, I mean, clearly you cannot do a black Mount Rushmore without Barack Obama up there. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel like, you know, politics aside, um, he accomplished something that I never thought we would see in my lifetime, mm -hmm. to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, regardless of uh, how anybody might feel about him politically or you know, what he did or didn't do for black folk or whatever, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. He absolutely goes up on the wall, the mountain, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, Barack Obama definitely goes up there. Um, I think, so is this, this is my list for me or this is my list like for the culture? It could be for you. You're the one that's commissioned to do it. So okay. you can you get to decide in which direction that okay. you want to take this. All right. All right. So Barack Obama would definitely go up there. I would also put uh, Oprah Winfrey up there, um, which I know is a very cliche thing, but I'm a, I'm a therapist and a life coach. Like this is what I do. And so of course, Oprah is like the pinnacle, um, even though she's not a therapist or a life coach or anything like that. She does put a, a huge emphasis on the self and understanding the self and healing the self. But that's not why she goes on my Mount Rushmore. Oprah goes on my Mount Rushmore because Oprah was the person that taught me that it really is okay to be yourself. And at the end of the day, I really believe that authenticity always wins. Um, mm -hmm. People may not like who you are, but they will always respect you 
because mm-hmm. they know who you are. They know what they're getting from you every time that they interact with you. And there's something to be said for that. And so um, I, Oprah goes on my Mount Rushmore. Um, and then, so that's two. Um, the third person would be uh, Sonny Patterson, who is a poet. Are you familiar with Sonny Patterson? The name sounds familiar, but I could not tell you. I thought you was going to say Sonny from The View. I was like, and then I thought you was going to say Sonny from The Food Network. I was like, what direction is she going? <laughs> I don't know. Neither one of them people. I'm sorry to them. They're women. both awesome in their own right. But I'm sure they're both know. awesome in their own right. But I want to hear more about Sonny Patterson because yes, I'm so about Sonny to write Patterson. name down so I can do some research because I love a good poet, especially a good yes. black one. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, Sonny Patterson, S-U-N-N-I. Um, and she is a poet from New Orleans um, and she's world renowned. Um, she She's at the very, very top of her game. And she is so New Orleans and she is so authentically New Orleans. But um, she goes on my Mount Rushmore because um, I appreciate how comfortable she is in her skin. And I appreciate, you know, one of the things that I have learned from her just the experience of her, like just from her existence is, you know, that it is possible to remain authentically black while also indulging in your craft. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. Like she's a poet and even though not, not necessarily all of her poems are about being black, they all come from a black perspective or all of the ones that I've come across and it's evident and she doesn't have to be blatant about it, you know, but it's there and you can feel it because it permeates who she is. Um, just her, her, just her whole being. Um, and so I aspire to be that kind of person. I want to be the kind of person that make people think twice before they say some stupid shit. You know, I want to be the kind of person that makes just whose presence makes people feel better. You know, I, I definitely want to be um, that kind of energy in the world. So she goes on my Mount Rushmore. Um, and then my fourth and final, man, my fourth and final Mount Rushmore person, um, you know, I would say um, Bob Marley goes up there. Yeah, I fucks with Bob. I fucks with Bob. Um, I enjoy Bob Marley's music, obviously, um, but I think uh, the reason why Bob Marley goes on my Mount Rushmore is because he understood that his gift, like his talent was not for him. You know, like he understood that his his talent served a much larger purpose mm-hmm. than he could ever really imagine. And even though he had his faults, even though, you know, he, you know, he was not a perfect man by a long shot, um, the, the purpose of his music, the purpose of his gifts and his talents um, always shine through. And he uh, he allowed for 
his uh, gifts and his talents to um, facilitate healing for so many people. And he, he endured some dark times as a result of it. Um, and so uh, Bob Marley goes up there for sure. So that's my four. <laughs> I think you have a great four, even though I don't know who Sonny Patterson is, but I'm gonna make it my business to find out tonight. Hey there, I hope you are enjoying this episode of Smart Mouth Scorpio podcast. I just wanted to interrupt to remind you to leave this podcast with a positive review and rating to share this podcast. Tell someone about this podcast and most of all to say thank you for listening to the podcast. Okay, now back to the episode. I want to get into this week's What's the Word segment. If you're unfamiliar, that is where I share a word that I don't normally hear or use in everyday vocabulary. But today I'm going to make an exception because I think it's important that we talk about this word and the use of it, of the word and how sometimes we take words and pervert the meaning and the usage of it. This week's word is hotep. H-O-T-E-P. That is the spelling of the word. And it is a derivative um, from Egypt, from the language of ancient language of Egypt, if I can get it out, <laughs> and Egyptian culture meaning of which is peace. Now, I probably, like you, have heard the word used so many times, and I just thought the meaning of the word was like a fake woke person. That's what I always thought the meaning of the word was until a couple of years ago, I wanted to look up the meaning of the word and see where it came from. And boy, was I surprised. That is nowhere near the meaning of the word. The word is like a sacred word in ancient Egypt. It means peace. Peace. Not fake woke. Not a scammer. Not a wannabe fake woke. Not a fake wannabe righteous person. But peace. And, you know, recently I heard... On I listen to Latrice. I don't know if you um, there is a show. There's this lady called Karen Hunter. She's a news personality and journalist. I know Karen Hunter. Yeah. And she has a show that comes on YouTube called the Karen Hunter show. But mm-hmm. on Saturdays, she has live with Dr. Carr from Howard University. Every Saturday, they get on there about an hour, two hours. And she just lets him go. He goes. He does a deep dive into whatever the topic is I thought I loved books but this man loves some books do you hear me (laughs) and he knows his stuff and he was sharing his knowledge of the origins of the word and he learned the origins of the word from a colleague I forget his colleague's name but he started to share with us the the way the word began to be perverted. Years ago, <laughs> people were exposed to the word. And, you know, it's like when people, black people started to become, to become conscious, to learn more about consciousness and to become woke, so to speak. And I don't like to use the word because people have perverted that word as well. But, you know, it is what it is. And 
he was saying that basically that brothers, <laughs> once they use the, they learn the use of the word, they will want to impress a black woman and they will be like, hey, sister, hotep sister, and started using the word to gain her affection and her attention when they really didn't have the proper intention on getting to know her anyway. And so that's how the word became acquainted with that because people that really didn't understand the use of the word that were new to the the conscious um, community were taking the word and using it in a way that it shouldn't be used because sometimes they would overhear other people using the word and mm. just thought it was just the same, not knowing the meaning of the word. And so that was interesting to me to hear. And I was like, I will never use that word in that way. You know what I mean? And I hate to hear other people use the word in that way. So when I see it online, sometimes I have corrected people. <laughs> Like it's my place to be corrected somebody. Even before I knew the origins of the words being perverted, I just knew the word had become perverted and I would correct people sometimes. Sometimes they apologize and sometimes I'd be like, girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's I'm one of those people like once I learn something, I like to share with other people. I'm not a hoarder of knowledge. Me hoarding the knowledge does nothing for anyone. <laughs> you know what You're I mean? Right. And I definitely didn't know that. Um, I And I use the word hotep all the time, you know, talking about these hotep niggas and this, that, and the other. Like, I, I didn't know the origin of the word. I mean, I knew it wasn't the right usage of the word. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I was aware of that. But I did not know the history behind how it got to, you know, that, that type of, uh, usage. And, and so that was very interesting. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. And I just wanted to talk about it because it, you know how sometimes you, once you learn something and you know better, you want everybody else to know better. And then, but then at the same time, it can't be, a. I have to remember that I don't get to tell people what words come out of their mouth. They can say whatever they want to say. Right, and I can choose to engage. I'm probably still gonna talk about these hotel niggas. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't, that ain't gonna change. <laughs> it it, it is my choice change. whether to engage in that conversation or disengage. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. my choice, but we as uh, as humans have the right to do whatever we want to do and say what we want to say. But I want us to share the information just because I thought it was interesting. I tried to get clearance to use the clip but they wouldn't answer my email so right. <laughs> to use the clip so I, I wanted to insert the clip so everybody could hear it but they didn't they didn't get back with me I tried multiple times so whatever I done told y'all now <laughs> what it said. so it's just as good as him telling you kind of I guess maybe almost but anyway that was you the word. Job. You did a great job. Well, thank you. <laughs> that was the word for this episode, Hotep. And yeah. Okay. So for this week's, for this episode, I, I keep saying this week's, and I no longer record Smart Mouth Scorpio weekly. It's only bi-weekly now. <laughs> so I'm still used to saying this week. But on this episode and um, World Happening segment, we're going to talk about trauma. 
there is everyone across the world experiences trauma. It's not just a national thing. It's across the world. So we're not just based in the U.S. today on this segment. We're based globally. And I wanted to talk with someone that that a professional where I wouldn't just give my emotional and limited opinion on something. I wanted to give you the real deal. I wanted to give you a professional opinion, um, an experienced opinion, not just for the sake of experiencing trauma, but maybe treating and helping someone heal from trauma and to let that guide the conversation. So that's what we're going to do with Latrice today. We're going to have a discussion about trauma and hopefully get some answers to some of the questions that you may have. I know I'm going to ask some questions and get the answers to the stuff that I may think (laughs) that I want to know the answers to. And hopefully we can go from there. Okay. So we spoke briefly about trauma earlier. I think this is my perspective. This is why I wanted to have the conversation because so many times In family dynamics, people dismiss the trauma of others. And I also know that multiple children can grow up in the same household, but not experience life in that household the same. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it has been done where Sometimes one sibling's experience is dismissed because another sibling or other siblings didn't experience it that way. And so they try to invalidate the other sibling's experience. And then that sibling feels like he or she has no basis in feeling the way that they feel, but they still grow up with the residual trauma. <laughs> does that make sense? Do you understand? It does. It, it does. And it, it happens all the time. I mean, you know, we it happened in my family. You know, it happens in, in people's families all the time. Um, you know, people, two or three people can grow up in the same household and have completely different experiences because who they are as an individual is different, right? And so mm-hmm. Um, their propensities towards certain emotional um, experiences, their ability to process emotionally, their cognitive abilities, all of those things, their personal and individual um, experience with whatever the thing was, like their vantage point, their perspective on it is different. Um, And so uh, you could be experiencing the exact same situation and come out of it with completely different recollections um, or completely different connections to that, to the thing, you know? Um, And it, it does happen often where in families, especially in black families, um, and there's a lot of reasons for this, but, you know, in families, there's so much emphasis that is placed on keeping the family together Right. So there's Mm -hmm. so much emphasis that's placed on, you know, we stick together no matter what, that we end up excusing a lot of behaviors that are not excusable, that are not okay, that are not acceptable. And so what that does is, even though it's not an intentional 
kind of, you know, dismissal of somebody's uh, traumatic trauma, um, it it does unintentionally do that uh, because that person is made to feel like you you just need to brush it under the rug or we just need to move on from it because it threatens our ability to keep the family together. And so if it threatens the our ability to keep the family together, then it it cannot it has to be squashed sooner rather than later. Um, which means, you know, ignoring people's feelings. Um, and August Alcina, when he was going through all of that, the whole entanglement gate, you know, uh, mm -hmm. situation with him and Jada. <laughs> if you watch that interview that he did with Angela Yee, um, it's very insightful. That was a small, teeny tiny little portion of the overall interview. But it's Jada Pinkett Smith and it's been rumored and all of that. So, of course, that's the thing that everybody picked up. But if you watch the full interview, it's on YouTube, on Angela Yee's uh, uh, YouTube channel. I think it's on August Alcina's as well. If you listen to the entirety of the interview that he did with Angela Yee, he goes into exactly that. And he talks about how, you know, having the need to protect the family or to, to, to protect the people who have hurt you basically forces you to ignore how you're feeling about a situation. And so in an effort to protect somebody else, you are damaging yourself. And that is just not logical. That just does not make sense. And yet, this is how we are socialized. This is how we are conditioned to behave um, when it comes to family. And, um, you know, it's not conducive to, it's not conducive to tight family connections. <coughs> oh, I'm so Bless sorry. You. <laughs> Thank it happens, you. it's natural. <laughs> you know, I, I was trying to hold it, girl. I was trying to find it. <laughs> um, but it's not, that's not conducive to strong family connections and strong family vibes, um, you know, uh, viable connections in, with, with and within family units. That does not make the family stronger just because the family, you know, didn't break up because of this situation, but it, it cracked. It was a significant crack in the foundation of the family unit. We have to talk about those things. We have to acknowledge those things. We have to take responsibility for those things. And we have to allow people's experiences and their feelings about their experiences to be true. And it's going to take a lot of work for us to be able to get there. And unfortunately, it's going to require um, some very, very difficult conversations that, you know, people have to be willing to have. And not everybody is going to be willing to have those conversations. But preparing ourselves for that, I think, is where we start. All right, y'all, we have come to the conclusion of part one of this two-part episode of Smart Mouth Scorpio podcast titled All That Trauma featuring Latrice Sampson Richards. I hope this episode was helpful to you and I hope it jumpstarts your healing process. If you know of someone that can benefit from listening to this episode, please share it. Okay, now the episode drops every other week. 
it was dropping every other Friday. Now it's going to drop every other Sunday. I just think it's so much better to do it that way. It gives you something to listen to on your Monday morning commute or just throughout the week. But make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you are alerted when the episodes drop. Okay, I thank you for listening. I wish you well and make sure you come back for part two of this two part episode. Until next time, beautiful people. Peace.